Welcome to Miss Pack Light and Color, a podcast dedicated to amplifying the voices of Black women. We believe that every Black woman has a soul story and that sharing these are a catalyst for healing for themselves and the broader community. I'm Candy and I'll be your host, Pack Light. Welcome to Black to Love, Married Couples Speak, Part 2. We're kicking it off right now. So we're talking about some of these challenges in present tense, but we do know that there's things historically that has set up for us to be in these situations. So like from slavery to civil rights and racial disparities have impacted the Black family. So what do you feel like, in your opinion, has been those things that we've as historically as a Black community have experienced that has led to some of these challenges that we experience in developing our families? Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) You know, know, just being Black, as a man and everything that has gone on uh, in the past years with all of the, you know, feelings and uh, all the stuff happening to African Americans, right? Um, that's huge because now the biggest fear for me every day is making sure that I come back home, you know, mm. because of everything that has happened. So, you know, before all this stuff was, you know, being putting the media, you know, you knew things were going wrong, but now you see it blatantly, right? And so now that you see it, you you already knew you had to walk on a straight path and you couldn't mess up. Now that's amplified. So mm-hmm. you can't make one bad turn. You know, you can't do anything incorrect because as you've seen what has happened, I mean, people, you know, dads aren't making it home. I can't be that dad that doesn't make it home, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the oppressor has done a great job of doing their their due diligence to separate the black men. Uh, going back to the civil rights movement, the first thing that they decided was if we make the woman, the black woman, feel that uh, she is in the fight with the white woman for women's rights, it'll cause discord. When the black woman, you being black was your issue first. Your womanhood came second. So that caused separation right there because we didn't, black women didn't have white women issues. They had being black issues first and still and still don't. And so when they when when they implemented the, uh, the government assistance and they telling the women, if your man lives in the house, you can't get it. You can't get the help after the mass incarceration of the black man for crack epidemics and and the things like that. So they removed the black man from the home because they couldn't get jobs. They started selling drugs. They get football numbers and life sentences for drugs. Mm-hmm. And now the woman has to fend for herself. So now it's like, I got to get this government assistance. Now, as the man comes back home from jail, he can't find a job. So now what's happening is you're worth more not being here. Mm-hmm. I would rather you go because I can still get the money for this food, the shelter. You can't find a job. There's no purpose for you being here right now. We survived all this time without you being here. And I feel like it's they repeated it because, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much because it's not popular opinion, but I feel like the same situation kind of happened with the Biden uh, election now, where it was kind of like, if we get the women on our side, while the black man is supposed to vote for the, the man that 
signed a bill to incarcerate, mass incarcerate black men again. So now the woman is looking at the black man sideways, like, who, you ain't voting? Mm-hmm. But you were telling him to vote for somebody that was against him. Mm-hmm. So it's separation again, just because of differences of opinion. And mm-hmm. I think as long as they can get us on, on to, to see things differently all the time, we'll never be on one accord. Yeah, and I, it I, goes deeper as far as the activists as well. We have all of these activists who, just because one person doesn't fight the way you fight, they feel like it's not enough. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think you kind of hit, man. You hit a lot on the head there. Regardless of whether you where you stand, um, I think key thing that you just said that there has been an effort to create divisiveness. I think we can all agree on that, whether we agree on how that happened or how is that like, you know, the outcome. I think we all can agree that there has been a play from divisiveness when we talk about slavery, where they were pulling um, men away from their families and selling them to, you know, another plantation, all the way to where, um, for example, because mothers knew that their kids would be ripped away from them, that they didn't love on them. Um, they couldn't bear having their children ripped away from them. All the way to, hey, the lynchings. We do, we're lynching the black men. We're splitting up. Like there has been in each stage of us history of us being here, there has been something. There has been something that has been used as a tool to create divisiveness and so I guess the biggest thing that I hope for us and this is why this is why I wanted to have this conversation in the first place because I see it and so you made a good point like you know you get on social media and you see we're fighting like why are you you should vote this way you should do this you did da, 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 and nah and and then um the Tory Lanez and Meg thing and <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. it, it was regardless of what side you felt or what you felt on each side of it it was creating a divide between us between men and women that we have to figure out how to rectify we have to create like this bubble around ourselves like this force field like boom, 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 mm-hmm. because there's always something there's always something that's being used as a tool to to split us up. And so it's like, how do we go about um, fighting against that? And the reason why I asked you guys, both of you couples to come on, is because you're doing it by setting an example. That's how you do it. You do it by setting no, I think, an example. I think, we, I think we have to take the time to heal. Amen. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times we, as people, and I want to say, I, I can only speak on our people. As black people, we use other people's situations as a way to vent about our own situation. That's why so many people are emotionally invested in situations like the Meg situation in the Tory, and then this and then that, because they, they experience something similar in some form or fashion where immediately they got to take a side. When that either way is not going to benefit your life at all. So it's that hurt that always comes back to the surface. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to look at somebody else's situation and vent about that hurt than to just say, I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as long as, as Black people, as we continue to keep that hurt, we nurture that hurt, we hide that hurt, we get so used to living with that hurt that we can't live without it. As long as we keep babying that hurt, 
we're never gonna get where we want to be. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I think that we have to we have to take control. Um, the one thing I learned from going to therapy is really protecting your peace. Um, you are in control of that. So we have to be mindful of what we let penetrate our spirits, our thoughts, and, and things of that nature. So we have to be careful what we intake. Um, you know, the shows that we watch, like if you know that you're an empath and you feel, and that is going to project into things that it probably shouldn't have just because you allowed it into your safe space and now it has affected your peace. Mm-hmm. Like we have to take ownership and control of, mm-hmm. of what we allow to um, penetrate our own force field that we actually kind of have already. All right, so those social media breaks, they're super important. I don't watch the news a lot. Um, I watch, I, I like to say bright shows. I watch shows with my daughter. Disney Channel. There we go. <laughs> I mean, because you know what? Sometimes I just want to mindlessly laugh. I want to. That's that's mm-hmm. that's the, the tone I want to set for my spirit for the day, versus what the reality is. And it, it's a balance. You know, you don't want to live uh, ignorantly, uh, but you know, just kind of finding that balance on what you allow in your personal. Yeah. Um, piggybacking off that, Jimmy, you were about to talk about a bit more about mental health. Yeah, I just think you got to protect your mental health and you have to, you know, we talk about the outlets and looking at some of that stuff because it's hurting internally. Um, but you can never keep that stuff bottled up with everything that's going on. Overweight on your shoulders every day when you walk out the door. But you have to be able to vent and talk to somebody about exactly what you have going on uh, to release that on yourself. Luckily for me, I have this great wife that I can talk to about everything that's going on and my friends also to be able to, to let that come out so that we don't have these mental breakdowns, these mental health issues. I think we suffer from not being able to really talk about uh, the thing that we have going on, our struggles, which leads to, you know, these breakdowns or some bad decisions. I mean, you gotta be, you, you gotta protect your mental health. You gotta be able to talk about it. It's okay to talk to your spouse or seek help or get therapy, whatever you need, just to, you know, protect your peace and protect your mental health. Yeah, I think like the common thread um, that you guys are highlighting in, in reference to mental health and is um, one thing I feel like I heard was trauma. And so a lot of us are suffering from childhood trauma that then we bring into our relationships and our marriages. And if we haven't dealt with that stuff, is unfinished business, right? And yeah. so the not being about your spouse is about you. Right. It makes it unfair for them, mm-hmm. right? So. But, and, and I think a lot of that too comes from lack of resource, not with us, but generations before us. Mm-hmm. Because whereas our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, or, you know, our grandfathers, they might have needed to talk to somebody. Heck, our, people that came back from Vietnam, I'm sure they needed to talk to to someone to get their mental health together. However, we couldn't afford it. So we did what we knew, knew best was to hide it, bottle it, conceal it, and 
pass that on to the next generation. Don't you show people that you hurt. Don't you show your mm-hmm. your, your true emotions. Mm-hmm. And it just continued from there. Yep. Yep. And it's like, and are you, are you going to talk to some therapist for? Tell somebody exactly. all your business. Right. Exactly. You crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and what about what about what's done in this house stays in this house. Don't be in there. There you go. There you go. Exactly. But again, I think that goes back to affordability. We know, like they couldn't afford to pay for a therapist to go talk to them. So they they self remedy. But also, do we trust? I don't trust everybody nothing. It's like you know what? It was. Because back then that wasn't that, that wasn't a normal job for black person. No, that was it, it was such a negative stigma when it came to therapy. Um, exactly. The connotation when you say therapy is like, it's, oh, oh, you're, you're crazy. crazy. It's something wrong with you, or you know. But it it's I I, I say you know that luckily like we're both um well, he's very open and very communicative. And I've been blessed to have friends that are really strong in supporting um, the importance of mental health. And so I just kind of looked at it as the same way we go for our yearly GYN exam. It's it's preventative Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Or the dentist or or our primary care doctor. Nothing wrong with the vagina doctor. Okay, it's it's, it's it's the same thing. I'm all of that and go straight there. Uh, yeah. But you know, I look at it the same. Nothing has to be wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. But I think it was exactly. more so like everybody was more focused about uh, what everybody else thought about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That back then, those generations, it was too many secrets. Mm-hmm. It was too many secrets. You knew Uncle Jimmy was touching kids. You knew mm-hmm. such a, like there was too much going on, and it was everybody you gotta was use a different name, not Jimmy, not, not Jimmy. No. <laughs> I, no, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, brother. I ain't even realize it. I, I apologize. But you know, back, everybody knew Willie. Everybody knew Willie would have hand problems, right? Uncle Willie. And it would just be like, well, that's Willie. Don't let Willie kiss you. Like it was just, it, it was so too many things that were toxic that became normal. Yep. So, yep. As we got older and I, and the generation started to come after, it was kind of like, I'm not dealing with that. So once the younger generation got to a point where they wasn't dealing with certain things, that's when things started to come out. But it did cause conflict with the older generation. That's it. I, did. I love that. So kind of like piggybacking on that. So fellas, how do you go about supporting your strong, black, beautiful queens? Yeah, Shout Jimmy. Being quiet. <laughs> being quiet and smiling. Smiling. Yes, ma'am. No, I think uh, I think for me, it's the, the supporting her is really about the communication piece um, and listening to her thoughts, her true thoughts about the things she wants to do. Uh, of things she has going on, but also being able to really get that true, honest opinion on what you think, because that, that's what, what matters the most. And it's, it's not looking for that yes answer for stuff, it's that honest opinion of how you truly feel about whatever situation's going on. Because uh, I think, I don't think, but I know she knows that the truth beyond, comes from the honesty versus just saying what someone wants to hear. Um, is how what I do. I just spend the time listening to her, trying to communicate as much as, as I possibly can, and being 
extremely honest with her about whatever it is that's going on. And I think secondly, what's funny is that she's a dreamer. Um, I'm a realist. And so when she talks about things that she wants to do, thinks about dreams, I just find a way to make it happen because I would rather it happen versus her dreaming about it because it's me. I'm the realistic person to dream. I love that. I love that. All right. Kevin, your turn. <laughs> For me, I think the most important thing I can do to support her is to uh, respect her individuality. Um, she's my wife, but she's not mine. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like to put like a hindrance on what she can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like the conversation. I would like to know what's going on, but I'm not here for you to ask permission. It's mm. either I agree with some or, you, or I don't. And it's up to us to, like she said earlier, recalibrate where we can find a middle ground. Um, one thing that I do to support her as well is when she's going off the deep end on her, like I, I kind of wheel her back in to like, this ain't an emotional thing. This is business. Mm. Like you gotta get your feelings out of this. It ain't because you a black woman. It's because that's what he's trying to get from you, period. Whether you was a black woman or white man. So yeah. let's not put our feelings into this. So mm-hmm. I, you know, cause she's in corporate America, she's doing all of that. And just sometimes I have to let her know, I, I, I definitely empathize with the struggle that you have as being a black woman, but everything ain't because you were a black woman. Mm-hmm. So, so and sometimes it's just getting her out of her feelings so she can see the whole picture mm-hmm. of the business acquisitions that's taking place. And it's not personal. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you helped to level. Help me off the ledge. Yes, I like that. We need that. <laughs> we need that. Okay, same question. How do you support your strong black husbands? These are some strong men here. Uh, so I know for me personally, um, I I let him know what what we were talking about earlier. He is the head of the household. Um, I, I don't try to take that from him in any way. Um, whether it be with career or whatever it is, I'm always there. Um, I'm pushing him to go to that next level to continue to be there. Heck, if he needs to practice interviewing at two o'clock in the morning, I wipe my eyes, adjust my scarf and I'm there. Um, But really letting him know that, hey, as a woman, I trust you with, you know, me as well as with my kids. I trust you. I trust that, you know, whatever decision you make, it's not that you're making the decision on your own. It's your, I trust that you're going to make a decision based off of the communication that we have with each other that's best for our family. I love that. I love that. Asanda? I think um, it's, we, we have a, 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 a good story and how we can do this thing because of the support level, which I think is really, really important. The support and the encouragement, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have a man that is strong with, who's determined, um, who is a natural leader, going after something that is that has no uh, pure course, he needs a woman that's not gonna get in his way. So navigating the waters of a, a destiny that he felt called by um, and supporting him full-fledged 
and letting him know you can you you have a mission you have a mission to change lives on a grand scale we can't go to school for this there's no certificate that says you are now this it is by chance it is it's it's you know it's it's one of those the right moment at the right time and not giving up so that constant support not getting in the way the encouragement um because he can't leave if he doesn't feel like a leader right mm. and so i i hope i do a good enough job of letting him know like i believe in you whatever you feel you need to do to make this thing happen to be who it is that you are setting out to be because i know you're doing it with your family in mind let me know let me know what i gotta do to make it happen let me know what pressure what burden i have to take off well, you know so um having a, a aspiration myself of being an entertainer years ago i understand the mental anguish that it can cause mm-hmm. and that can play in any relationship not just a marriage but because i have that firsthand experience or you know with with knowing what it's like to be a dreamer so if you have now we got two dreamers here right <laughs> <laughs> um and it's you know but, but but we're dreaming on a course again like we said that has no gps to it um mm-hmm. i think for us in our marriage that that's important that um, that burden of how much longer she can she deal with it, i think that's I love that. Y'all like my favorite couples top five. I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. So guys, wrapping up. So we kind of like dropped this a little bit earlier, but like what advice do you have to the single people? If you could go back to your <laughs> younger self prior to marriage, what would you tell yourself? Are these just um, single people out here that have <laughs> desires to build families as well? I would say to the single women, because I can't speak as far as for men, because I'm not a man, Mm -hmm. um, to single women, I would say, you know, be open. I would say don't necessarily think because it's been embedded in our brains that, oh, once you get a husband, you completely lose sight of who you are. You don't, you know, the things that you like to do, you have to drop it completely because now you have to be a wife and a mom and things of that nature. Um, I would say, let all of that go. Be open. Don't lose who you are. It's good that when you find that person that's for you, they're going to amplify who you are and you're going to flourish together. It's a together thing. It's not a what do I have and what can he match up to what I already have because I can't have somebody down here because I'm already up, up here. It's this is me, that's you, what can we build together? I love that. I love that. Jimmy? Oh, you the kids. <laughs> Girl, I love you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Lashonda. I mean, um, the openness is important. I think you have to let go of any perception of what you thought um, it was and what it should be and um, mm-hmm. who the person, like there's no mold, but you know, I want to make this, he has to do this, he has to do this. Like, mm-hmm. let go, have standards, but no, let go No checklist. This is the checklist. No checklist. <laughs> no checklist. And, and this is the checklist that folks be having. <laughs> you have to enter. It's a scroll. <laughs> And, and it got it. That person doesn't exist, right? And then we set ourselves up for failure, um, blaming them for holding someone to a standard that doesn't, it's just not natural. So you have to just be open, know that you are going to change, that you're going to evolve and be open and accept into that. I love it. 
right, so. Give us some <laughs> real good wins. First, I want to say, uh, I'm going to direct this to men, but I hope women could, you know, do something with it, right? Are you, are you single? It's, it's going to affect how you marry. So be mindful of the things and the appetites that you acquire as a single man. Because those appetites don't just go away after you get married. And your wife may not have those things that you hunger for that you shouldn't have been hungering for in the first place. Um, second, to the fellas, her body does is not what's going to raise your kids. Her mind is. So be mindful of that. You know, chasing a woman who got an ass on the sink. And uh, uh, to everybody, I just want to say, Take the, the time and go through the natural steps of relationship. Stop coming to the first date with asking about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, this person doesn't even know if they like you yet, let alone, why, why are we talking about marriage? Let Keep a friend where a friend belongs, an acquaintance where an acquaintance belongs. When y'all start the court, stay in the court and stay. And as you progress, then you, do the, the, you take on the responsibilities of that level. But stop trying to be a wife after two months in a relationship. Stop trying to be a husband after two months into the relationship. Let it take its course. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to push and pressure things into something that it doesn't, it may not necessarily be. Man, I love y'all. This is so good. This is so good. Thank you. Really. Thank you both um, to both couples. It's, it's, it's it's an honor. I'm really humbled that you guys were able to join me and, and share all this wisdom. Like, believe it or not, y'all spit some game tonight. <laughs> y'all spit some game tonight. I really appreciate it. All right. So I'd like to give everybody the opportunity to say, follow me at this, whatever, whatever. Um, Jim and Deanna, do y'all have anything y'all want people to follow you at? Um, any upcoming projects, things like that? Sure. Um, you can follow me at, at on Instagram at mymatic life. That's my personal blog devoted to my family and being a mom. <laughs> and you all can follow the Real Black Fathers of Atlanta uh, on Instagram. That's our podcast where we it's eight of us talking about you know the struggles of being a black dad. Love it. Camille Shonda. Um, I. I I'm not an influencer. Um, I I do it for a living. I you know I source them. I know. So yeah, you know. So my my personal blog it's it's all over the place. It's a girl named Elle. Um, you'll see children. You'll see hairstyles. You'll see nails. You'll see the style. Um, it, it's you'll you'll just get a little bit of me in what I'm saying that day. Um, but a girl named Elle. And if you are an influencer, check out Black Girl Digital, right? Yes. yes there we go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You can follow me on Instagram at Kmel the actor K A M E L T A G A C T O R, and Facebook Kmel Goffin. Uh, you can check me out in the uh, Christmas movie, The Business of Christmas, on BET Plus. Uh, I have uh, uh, you can see me on Godfather Holland's second season. Uh, oh. I have a show on YouTube on BET Hers page called Make Me Break Up. In this three seasons. Yeah, I saw that one. So, so you won't like him after you watch. You won't like me. You gotta do like me and learn to separate the character from the person. I just look at you. All right. Thank you guys (laughs) for joining us. Thank you for joining us on Miss Pack Light and Color. 
make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Pack Light in Color. Pack Light.